place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town Fans, welcome! You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 167, where I do a whole lot of strongly recommending, but only very light reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, July 25th, new comic book day. And this particular podcast read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlocked the secrets of the universe. I am your host, <laughs> Chris Latori. Hello. Hope you're doing good. Hope that you and yours are all doing well. Thank you so much for listening and joining us right here in the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It really means a lot to me. Thank you for your time. Please hit that subscribe button to your Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, whatever tickles your fancy in the social media realm. In one easy-to-find place with one name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. That's all you gotta do to find us. So first, some thank yous. First and foremost, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea at popuptea.com. If you love a super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you are going to love popuptea.com. Just go over to popuptea.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff, which is already so low priced. But you'll get an extra 25% off just by using the code SUNSPOTSCOMICS at our sponsor's location, Pop poptea.com so thank you to the folks the friendly loving t-shirt folks at popuptea.com thank you also to my friend nick papa george for making our fantastic sunspots comics theme song please check him out he's a solo singer he's the lead singer of it and guitarist of his band called solution check out his solo stuff on facebook at facebook.com slash pop and his solution band stuff at facebook.com slash solution reggae if you love reggae, rock, ska, just feel-good music in general, you're going to love Nick Papa George's stuff and his band Solution, so please check them out. Thanks again, Nick Papa George. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his work on our Sunspots comic spin-off podcast. It's called Sunspot Scene. And the Sunspot Scene is my son, Jables, and a couple of his friends. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just the comic books. Although, comic book movies do come up uh, quite often. And also, they sometimes play a little goofy, hilarious game at the very end, so you gotta listen all the way to the end. If you subscribe to the Sunspots Comics podcast, you're already gonna get it in the Sunspots Comics feed. But Sunspot Scene is also available on all the podcatchers, and please follow them on Instagram, at Sunspots Scene. So now, let's get into the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 167. Starting out with some stuff! That's been floating around in my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is a spotlighting interview announcement. This is a big one. I am so jazzed. I can't believe it. I'm going to be having Michael Lark on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. Yes, I absolutely love his super realistic, very clean art style. And let me tell you, he has quite the comic book art resume. He's drawn 
folks like Spider-Man, Daredevil, Batman, to name three of the hundreds of comic books that he's done his glorious art on. And since 2013, he has been the artist on the comic book called Lazarus from Image Comics. He has been doing Lazarus art since the first issue came out in 2013, and issue 29 is due very soon to come out. Uh, this amazing comic book, Lazarus, is written by Greg Rucka, the veteran in the biz, Mr. Rucka himself. And oh, by the way, Lazarus has been on the Sunspots Comics top comic book pick of the week, along with pick of the week in the art winning category and cover art winner of the week as well. More than once, I might add. So I'm super excited to have Michael Lark on a future Sunspots Comics podcast so I can ask him the plethora of questions I've prepared for him. I hope you're ready, Michael. I got a lot of them. I'll have to give him like a safe word to, to get out of the interview if it's just gone way too long for him because I have so many questions. But please stay tuned for Michael Lark of Lazarus, the comic book from Image Comics, coming very soon to a Sunspots Comics podcast. That's right. And by the way, thank you, Kelly, at Zeus Comics in Dallas, Texas, for getting the two of us together. Thank you, Kelly. If you're in the Dallas, Texas area, go check out Zeus Comics. Fantastic shop that I visited recently on my job at Aftershock Comics. And the last thing that's on my nerd brain is I actually wanted to let you know about my very own comic book that I'm working on. I'm creating my own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's really a dream come true. It's a passion project. I've been wanting to make my own comic book my own way since I was a kid. I've been writing it for many years, dabbling and doodling with it in my journal. And finally kind of putting it down on the page has been an absolute dream come, to, come true. And I wanted to uh, just say hello to the Zombie Destroyers team. Um, I'm doing the writing and the lettering, but uh, just please follow the Zombie Destroyer team. Issue uh, number one artist zombie of Zombie Destroyers is Jordan Hudson. Please follow him at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And Juan Mora, who does the art from Zombie Destroyers issue number two on, he is at Young Minded Giant. And also the colorist, Caroline Nolasco. Hello, Caroline. And everyone on the Zombie Destroyers team, uh, please follow Carol at Carol N. Art. But seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone on the Zombie Destroyers team in helping making my comic book that I want to create, this dream that I have, an absolute reality. So thank you very much. And if you want to see yourself, you, what Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go over to sunspotscomics.com and please click on Zombie Destroyers. And there are six sample pages there for your eyeballs to look upon. So check it out. It's my comic book I'm creating called Zombie Destroyers. That's sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. And now just a quick mention also of our segment called spotlighting by the way it is uh on our feed like one recently on sunspots comics issue number 159 i interviewed comic book creator nandini bapat she created this amazing heartwarming comic book about her grandfather's life it's called aja spelled aja you've got to check it out it's on the podcast feed and there's a ton of spotlighting interviews with some great comic book guests on our podcast feed like the spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. It's one I'm just very proud of. It's on our podcast feed. He's an artist of a comic book I've loved from Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. The series is complete. Issues one through four are available now. His art style is very odd, very strange. <laughs> and he also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. We talk about that movie. We talk about his comic book and much more. It's on the feed. Please check it out. It's the spotlighting interview with Troy Nixie. And follow him on all the social media at Troy Nixie. I'm super proud, super humbled that he came on the interview. Thanks again, Troy. It's just one of those other spotlighting interviews I wanted to point out. And we want to help support... 
you struggling comic book creators out there. So if you work in comic books, or you're trying to break into comic books like me and would like to have a conversation right here in a future podcast, just send me a message and maybe a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or of course, just message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics and we can set up a nice little interview and let our listeners know about the comic book you're creating. So now on to the main course, the centerpiece, the prime cut, the sweet spot, the meat and potatoes of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where I share with you my favorite picks of the brand new comic books that just came out on this last new comic book day, Wednesday, July 25th. And of course, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, do not worry. I work seriously hard to just inspire you to buy these comics without me spoiling them. I would never do that. I never discuss the last few pages of a comic, and I only cover some of the interesting points in each comic book. But just in case, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. Also, to see everything encapsulated in one sweet place, I'm everything. see everything that I'm reading, all my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on pull list, and you'll see that I just recently updated my list to 120 titles, 120 comic books, yes, that I am currently reading. Um, click on top comic books of the week to see all of the past top comic books. That's right, all of my picks since 2015. But I update, simplify, compact Sunspots Comics every single week. I'm super proud of it. Please check out sunspotscomics.com every so often. Now, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artists winners of the week. Every week I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art. And of course it's subjective. It's just what made my eyeballs the happiest. But here we go. This week's art winner and cover artist winner is one and the same person, which doesn't happen very often. It's Eric Powell of Hillbilly Issue Number 12 from Albatross Funny Books. Please follow him at Eric Goon Powell and on his comic book publishing house at Albatross Funny Books. I love that name. <laughs> Let's begin with this amazing cover art. I love the light grayish green tan coloring that goes from very light to very at the very top to very dark at the very bottom. It just gives off this realistic lighting effect. I love it. It's creepy and eerie. You get the hillbilly Rondell himself posed in this kind of very brooding fashion, which he does a lot as he is standing at the end of his fallen foe, this kind of glorious, gelatinous, monstrous beast. But it's so clean and it's it's just, it's the way Eric does these super detailed, painted style pages that I absolutely have been a favorite of mine for years and years and years. Um, I just love it. But most comics don't look like this. So it's just, it's just truly inspiring. It's glorious, his lines are amazing. He is a gifted artist. And now onto the main interiors of Hillbilly issue number one, issue 12. It's all about his painted style, really, that's what it is, and his unique line work. It just makes monsters look so amazing. Um, and of this particular interior of uh, Hillbilly issue number 12, there are so many amazing parts to it. It's hard to pick like a favorite sequence, but maybe my favorite sequence is on page 12. Uh, it's the Hillbilly in full swing of this war on the witches, and he's writing his friend the giant bear and he's just dispatching witches all around him with his devil's cleaver and i just love even the design of his weapon 
But uh, it's just it's just very iconic, very memorable, and that's important. You have to make a weapon that looks cool and that's inspiring, and you want to see more of it. I like that, and it has sort of it's sort of alive because witches can't touch it, and if you if witches even put their fingers on it, their hands burn. So it's just very cool. But I love that that Eric Powell switches his kind of art style up from the war and just bloodiness and this this very lovely sort of watercoloring style to these tender int like intimate moments. I just love it because it's just this contrast that just happens so very quickly because you don't have a lot of time in comics. You got to make it fast, but I love the embrace between this woman and a child that that she takes into her arms. It's just you feel it. And when Rondell's friends fall in this war of witches, it's it's drawn to where you actually feel the sadness. I mean, it's just such perfect emotionality. Um, highest praise, absolute highest. I've been a huge fan of Eric Powell's for years. I just met him at San Diego Comic-Con. It was an absolute highlight of my whole nerdy life. But highest praise to Eric Powell. You are easily the artist winner and cover artist winner of the week with Hillbilly issue number 12. Go look at it, folks. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. Thank you, Eric Powell. And the breakdown. I actually read 15 comics this week, but only six of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right, it's difficult to make that top comic book pick list, folks. It's gotta be great. And there were two new number ones that came out this week, but only one of them made it to the great pick list. Again, it's gotta be great, but listen especially close to that one, the new number one recommendation that I will be announcing very soon here in just a second in the countdown. So here we go now. Here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out last Wednesday, new comic book day, July 25th. So get a pencil, get ready, write this stuff down and go over to your local comic book shop today and buy these immediately. I strongly recommend them. So here we go. There were six great comic books this week that I recommend. So let's get into it, into the countdown, coming in at number six. It's the only new number one this week in the countdown, so write this one down for sure, folks. Write them all down. But here is the new number one. It is Bone Parish, issue number one from Boom Studios. This is written by my favorite horror writer, comic book writer of all time, Cullen Bunn. Fantastic, amazing. I don't even like horror, really. He's made me love to turn around and love horror. I don't know how he's done it. It's because he makes interesting stories and great character development. Also, some phenomenal art from Jonas Scharf. I follow both of them on everything. I'm happy to. They post interesting stuff. You should follow them. But Jonas Scharf, thank you. You're absolutely an art uh, runner-up. If it wasn't for Eric Powell. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be a fan of yours. I'm going to be watching Jonas Scharf stuff from now on. He's got a very clean, very realistic art style. Even the details in the far away off panels are just tight and I love his lines. It's very, very detailed. It, it, The physics feel absolutely real. I love that. In the context of this kind of story, it really needs to be, so it fits and pairs very, very well. Uh, the quick gist of Bone Parish, by the way, is some uh, kind of creative new drug dealers on the block have created a high-powered hallucinogen made from human bones. <laughs> it's called the Ash, yes. Um, it makes you see the dead, um, or even the dead person that you actually just inhaled, and you can interact with them. So yes, it's a very powerful hallucinogen. Um, or you can even live moments of a deceased person's life by reliving their own memories, so it's like you sort of become them. It's even hard to explain right now. I'm sure Cullen Bunn's going to lay out some more of what the ash is or does, 
or maybe not. Maybe it's a little different for everybody. I like that concept, but I dig that. Um, the effects are beautifully drawn, by the way, so you really kind of are immersed by this strange trip that these people are having. But I just dig the concept that it affects people differently. Um, so that's just a very cool thing to explore, and I hope they explore that in the issues to come of Bone Parish. Mixed in with this uh, is the difficulties of being a new startup major drug dealer. Because <laughs> you got other drug dealers knocking on your door going, Hey, uh, this is our area, and you're, uh, you're taking our business away. So yeah, it's gonna, there's some challenges there. Um, some definite interesting character development. And, and who is likable in this? I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but great setup issue, fantastic art, uh, a sweet little twist at the end that uh, you need to have defined. It's sort of open to interpretation, but great debut issue. Fantastic stuff. Uh, it's exactly what you would expect from a Cullen Bunn sort of horror, twisted, strange comic, and that's what you get with Bone Parish. So it's the only new number one this week, folks. Get that one. It's fantastic. Great cover, too, of like a skull laid out with the powderous uh, white ash uh, drug substance and like a razor blade. and It's made into a skull. It's very cool and iconic looking on just a black background. Very simple, but very, uh, when you see it on the shelf, you're like, hey, that's cool. Kind of Punisher-ish, but oh, there's a razor blade and it's powder. Anyway, Bone Parish. Get it. Coming in at number five is Moon Knight. From Marvel Comics, this is issue number 197. I love that the legacy numbering is still there. Thank you, Marvel, for keeping it that way. Uh, and this is uh, written by Max Bemis, who's a fantastic writer that I really respect. He's been doing it for a long time. Thank you, thank you, Max. Your stuff's been amazing. And penciler, Jason Burroughs. So, yes, phenomenal art team, phenomenal write team. Moon Knight has been a super surprise uh, for me as far as I've been hanging on to it for a long time. It's been maybe the one of my favorites, it is one of my favorites, of the Marvel superhero line of, of comics. It's just been fantastic. And wow, this issue of Moon Knight was seriously disturbing, but also kind of fun at the same time. <laughs> That's weird, a weird blend, but it really is. Um, so we have these four despicable killers that have been invited to have a seat at this grand table of like this Illuminati of evil, is the best way to describe them. And we get to hear that, like, what their horrible claims to fame are. <laughs> These horrible four stories. But I love the sequences that they put together. It's just, they're interesting and you are quickly growing to hate them. And that has to be done in superior writing, in my opinion. You have to have a villain that you absolutely despise as a reader. And you're getting that with four of them here. Um, so very well done. I love that. My favorite sequence, if I had to pick just one, is when our badass hero with multiple personality disorder and an unhealthy obsession for moon weapons just shows up <laughs> and makes his case that he deserves a seat at this Illuminati of evil table due to his, well, being who he is. <laughs> uh, that he's a little cuckoo go nuts. Um, there is this huge cliffhanger surprise at the end as far as who is this head of the evil Illuminati table. I love that. It's a sweet payoff and it's just a surprise. But I dig it. I think Moon Knight does deserve a, a seat at the Illuminati of Evil table for his own sort of mental issues and like his sort of love of bashing people in the face, uh, which they go a little more into. I'm trying to be cryptic, but Moon Knight 197, it is a great jumping on point because it seems like it's introducing these four new characters. I think this is the first time we've seen them, but it's just, uh, again, has been a top pick 
Moon Knight, it's been a top pick of the week. It's been when Greg Smallwood was doing the art, it was a constant art winner of the week. Um, I got to say, Jason Burroughs is crushing it. Clean art style, very realistic and gritty. But Moon Knight, check it out. Issue number 197. And coming in at number four is Saga, issue number 54. This is from Image Comics. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, one of the best writers of comics in the history of all comics, and phenomenal art by Fiona Staples. She just has this very cool, stylistic way of doing very clean and simple art that is just so appealing. And it's just one of the most colorful comics you'll ever see. Uh, props to Fiona Staples. She does the art on it. It's just so neon and bright and colorful. It's just kind of a joy to always look at, even though some of the images are very disturbing in Saga, by the way. Warning. But this um, this issue of Saga kind of they just recently announced that they are going on a one year hiatus, a one year break, which they deserve it. I mean, they have been going solid with this. There have been some breaks uh, in release dates of Saga, but 54 issues strong with the same team. It's like they need a vacation. So I understand. And announcing that break, they leave us here with one of the biggest cliffhangers ever. Like, ever, ever, ever. That's right. Ever, ever, ever. Um, <laughs> where it really got me, though, was the daddy and daughter beach day with Marco and Hazel. I am a sucker for that. It's just a sweet, tender moment where they have a coming-of-age conversation about the future and babies. It's just this gorgeous day on the beach, again, so bright and colorful. And it's one of those moments, like, as a as a dad that you will always cherish and, and forever and look back upon. So... Yeah, it was a tender, sweet moment that really hit me personally, and it's just glorious to look at. So beautifully drawn by Fiona Staples. Uh, but this day, uh, beautiful beach day, is intermingled with a brutal fight between uh, bounty hunter The Will and Marco. The, uh, and and uh, we, The Will finally um, found his bounty of Marco and the family. And it only took him 54 issues. There's not a very good bounty hunter, I guess. <laughs> He's had some issues along the way on this long road, this journey to finding his mark. Um, but this was such a huge cliffhanger surprise at the end I, that I really didn't see coming. I, I knew about the taking a year break before, but I didn't think they would sort of end it with such a strong surprise cliffhanger. So I was really surprised. It's the It, it shocked me. My jaw kind of fell open a little. Um, well, at least we only have to wait a year to see what happens. <laughs> Blurgy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we have to wait a year. But fantastic saga. It's been on my pull list forever since the first issue. It is just always something that's compelling. And it definitely uh, pushes the boundaries and lines of, uh, of comics and taking it to some areas that I'm sure years from now... We'll look back and say, wow, Saga was one of those game changers in the in the world of comics. It really kind of brought something unique to the table and changed comics forever. That's what I think Saga brings to the table. So check it out. It's it's multiple omnibus and collections, etc. Go get Saga. You could jump in right here, but man, you'll be like, what the heck is happening? So it's definitely one of those I would recommend reading past issues of Saga. 54, I know that's a lot. But if you're looking something for something to really binge, this is absolutely binge-worthy and reads kind of better in trade because some of those gaps in time. So Saga, check it out immediately. But now, on to the top three of the great pick list. Here we go. Coming in at number three is Joe Hill's The Cape 
Fallen, issue number two. I don't know the flow of how that title actually reads. Is it just Joe Hill's Cape Fallen 2? Uh, but anyway, it's the cape. It's from Joe Hill. He really kind of infused his name into it. But it's uh, called The Cape, and it's The Fallen. It's it's the second arc of this storyline, which it kind of looked like the cape had died at the end of the first arc, but apparently not. Or this is kind of a flashback. But anyway, so the super-powered psychopath known as The Cape is kind of playing nice right now with these squatters that are in his family cabin that he went to visit. They really have no idea what kind of sicko they have welcomed into their super nerdy role-playing party. Um, but the tension is super thick here because we quickly fall in love with this nerdy, close-knit LARPer group, live-action role-playing group, and you just keep wondering when is this going to take a crazy dark turn <laughs> um, without saying too much. But maybe... This is what our crazy murdering cape character needs. Someone to just kind of pay attention to him. And that, and the, and maybe he's underestimating the power of the nerd. It has a way of taking over and, you know, making you feel good and bringing joy to you. So maybe that will turn his psychopathic evil ways. I don't know. Probably not. It's Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King. Yes. So bound to take a dark turn. But this is really an exploration into serious, serious mental issues. Uh, but at the same time, you're also kind of hoping that the cape gets better or gets caught or killed. So you have just kind of a plethora of emotions as you're reading the cape. <laughs> that's what I love about it. Plus, huge cliffhanger surprise at the end. Oh my gosh. Uh, man, let me tell you. Oh, I almost forgot to announce the team of Joe Hill's The Cape, The Fallen. Uh, it's created by Joe Hill, script by Jason Chiaramella? Ciara Mella, and art by Zach Howard. Fantastic, gritty, brutal, cartooning style. It's very kind of rated R cartooning, and it's fantastic. A lot of gritty, speckly art moments. I dig it. I love his stuff. I'm a fan forever. Got to follow Zach Howard on everything and buy his comics. His art is glorious. But, uh, man, um, they just... Oh, they plus they packed in a great bonus feature at the very end. I love that stuff. Um, I love anytime there's bonuses in comics, but this is something definitely unique. Uh, the writer designed 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons stats on usable D&D character sheets of the characters in this particular issue of the cape. So, very cool, pretty awesome, unique. You've never seen that. You can actually take these D&D cards and use them as true stats for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons games. I thought that's very cool. You can just take these characters right out of the comic and kind of make them come to life in your D&D game. So... Huge bonus. I want to see more of that. I was really impressed with that. And I don't even play Dungeons and Dragons, but man, glorious, cool little bonus feature. Check out The Cape Fallen, issue number two from Joe Hill. Glorious, glorious stuff. And coming in at number two is The Century, issue number two. This is from Marvel Comics, written by Jeff Lemire. Fantastic, cartoony, comic book style art, Kim Jacinto. Or maybe it's a silent J, Jacinto. But I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. It just, I, I, it made me miss Invincible because it has that comic booky style of action that's just so much fun, so kinetic in its speed. It's just fantastic. And issue number two of the century is another great issue. The debut issue was our number one pick of the week when it came out a month ish ago. And this particular issue, number two of the century, is the whole enchilada. It's got great art, great story, great action. Um, someone stole Bob's conflector, and that basically allows the sentry and 
it's the Sentry's evil alter ego, the Void, to coexist in this sort of, like, matrix construct. It's the best way to describe it. Um, <laughs> this keeps the Void out of the real world. So it's like, it's like this therapy tool that keeps the Sentry sort of sane, in a way. Uh, as long as he goes to the Conflector every day, once a day, kind of at the same time, he has his watch ticking down the hours and the minutes as to when he needs to get to the Conflector and go into this Matrix construct and live out this fantasy fake life, which is really only in his mind, and that somehow keeps that, uh, that those, those, the evil void out of coming to Earth and destroying everything. <laughs> Complex, right? Interesting. Uh, that'd be a tough elevator pitch, really, of this century. But by the way, this is a miniseries. It's, this is the second of the, of the five issues. And I gotta say, my favorite sequence is this awkward conversation between his sidekick, Scout, uh, about how he is kind of the the secondary best friend or the last resort best friend. That's what the way Scout feels. And he has this bone to pick with uh, Bob Reynolds, who is the sentry, that Scout is trapped in the real world, only has one arm, and is working at this, like, diner because he is actually unable to go into the conflector. So there can be no sidekick scout without the sentry being activated. So he's not activating on Earth. Again, he's activating in this weird conflector. I love that it's a hard premise to explain, but it's a whole lot of fun. There's a ton of action in this. The introduction of the evil bad guy, Cranio, is hilarious. Uh, he calls himself a king of craniums, but it's just classic super villain fun. I love it. It's This is a fantastic superhero goodness with a unique twist. So get this immediately. It's the Sentry issue number two. And like I said a month ago, Sentry number one was number one pick of the week. I mean, it's got Jeff Lemire writing it, who I love everything he's doing, especially the Black Hammer title right now in Dark Horse. It's phenomenal. But Sentry, the number two pick of the week, almost number one. But now here we go. On to the top comic book pick of the week. The great one, the big cheese, the top dog, the supreme leader, the colonel, the admiral, the big kahuna. <laughs> and our number one this week is a triple threat. It's the number one pick of the week. It's the artist winner of the week and cover art winner of the week. It's Hillbilly issue number 12. Again, this is from Eric Powell. He does everything on it. Uh, that's it. The art, the lines, the lettering, the coloring the whole shebang so there is some breaks between hillbillies which is totally fine it's absolutely worth it it's such a great payoff every time it comes when i see it on my pull list i'm like yes nerdgasm hillbilly or anything eric powell for that moment for that for that meaning but anyway um this is the big showdown we've all been waiting for uh this is the evil witch super coven versus the mortals uh led by the hillbilly himself mr rondell uh, you have also Lucille, the great giant bear. You have Alma Rose, which is the white witch in the form of a huge mountain lion. And the Stone Turner, the young but uh, very powerful wizard. So they are a formidable bunch, but the odds are with the horde of witches. There are a bunch of them. They're just an absolute ocean of them. They darken the sky as they, they come to the battle scene. It's fantastic. But I love the epic scale of this war. Eric Powell really just pulled back a lot of these scenes to give a much grander feel to these moments. It's just, 
It's uh, Lord of the Rings when they're they're crossing that large epic landscape to battle each other. He also sprinkles in some amazing single page splashes. He does it like no one else in the business, folks. He knows how to use every bit of real estate on a single splash page like no one else in the business. My favorite one, if I had to pick one, gun to the head, is when Hillbilly Rondell is riding the giant bear Lucille. He's just posed on this bear. It's glorious. He just looks so menacing. And he's just, he's slashing away at all these witches with his, the devil's cleaver. It's just, it's fantastic. I really love that each of the Hillbilly issues is filled with kind of a lot of laugh out loud moments. There's a ton of comedy and gags in this, monster fun kind of gags. Um, also, each issue, for the most part, I believe every issue, is is told from the perspective of a different observer. So they all have kind of a different delivery of these tales of Rondell, which I really like. Um, it's something different that comics don't do a lot. Um, but uh, there are many tales of Rondell, but this is just one. I love that he always adds that kind of at the last page of every issue as there's kind of this incredible Hulk moment, the old TV show, when Rondell, the hillbilly, is just kind of walking away. You can almost hear the the Hulk music. Ding, 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 ding. But anyway, this huge war is a great payoff, and that's hard to do when you're building up this war for 11 issues. But Eric Powell pulled it off in grand fashion. It, it feels like the end. I hope it's not. But I loved every issue of this. It's monsters versus witches versus demons versus goblins versus cyclops versus rock monsters. It's just everything you want plus 35% more. <laughs> Including tender moments, tender, sweet, quiet moments, which Eric Powell lovingly draws the emotionality, as I said, on the faces so realistically. Uh, but there's this, this moment when the hillbilly reveals his love for Esther. And, and it's just, it's so heartwarming and the way he always has this bittersweet ending to all of the hillbilly issues that's all i'll tell you but i love that the hillbilly himself is a complex interesting character and he has a great compassion for the little guy that's really what the hillbilly is all about he writes the wrongs of the world with each swing of that glorious demon cleaver that is what Hillbilly's all about. So get it, folks. Get the 12 issues. I'm sure he's going to collect it and stuff. Get him in singles. Uh, just get it from Albatross Funny Books by Eric Powell, Hillbilly. He's a creator of one of my favorite comic books of all time called The Goon, which you got to go read The Goon. It's so, so fantastic. There's a potentially a movie coming from it. I even donated to the Kickstarter campaign. But thank you, Eric Powell and Albatross Funny Books for a fantastic run. I hope it's not over. It does feel like it. But Hillbilly issue number 12, our number one triple threat artist winner, cover artist winner, and number one pick of the week, Hillbilly from Albatross Funny Books by Eric Powell. Thank you, Eric. But there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 167. I hope that you enjoyed it and had a good time, had a chuckle or two. Let me lock the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, July 25th. Please go over and walk yourself to a local comic book shop and buy these on paper immediately. Tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics podcast sent you. And tell them that's the guy that works for Aftershock Comics. Tell them that. They'll have no idea what you're, what you're talking about. But who knows? I could have actually been to that comic book shop. I travel around and go to a bunch of them. But if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book I should be reading. I would love your recommendation. Send me an email, please. Also, would you like some free comic books? 
Yes, you. All you have to do is just listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some. There are still some unclaimed Marvel digital comic books in our past podcasts. All you got to do is listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts, grab the Marvel digital comic book code, go to marvel.com slash redeem and see if you won. That's it. And you'll get a free digital comic book from me as a little thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics podcast. So good luck and go get them. Also, sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And by the way, go over to cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You use this HP Reveal app and your smartphone and you make the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's crazy cool. It's such a cool thing to show your friends like when you're hanging out or whatever at a bar and like, hey, check out my shirt and it comes to life. But most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS on cryptozoo.com and you will get 25% off your order. That's right, cryptozoo.com. And please tune in next week for issue number 168 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 13 brand new comic books for New Comic Book Day Wednesday, August 1st with three new number ones that are coming out. Hopefully they'll be super great and I will be super recommending them to you on next week's podcast, issue number 168. So, one last thing, please help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Go over to iTunes, give us some positive words and a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. We'll give you a shout-out, we'll read your review on a podcast, and I'll even personally thank you by mailing you a comic book prize, a little prize pack, delivered to your door as a personal thank you from me. So, please help us out there, and subscribe and listen and tell a nerdy loved one to check us out here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. That also would really help us out. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day or night or evening or whatever it is you're doing. If you got your earbud and your when you're at work in the office and just trying to get stuff done and work on spreadsheets, etc., all that fun stuff, or you're on your commute, I hope it made it a little funner, a little lighter, and you got some great comic book recommendations. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comic books. Then do those two things together. Unite them. It's pretty fun when you read comics with someone you love and then kind of talk about it. But stay nerdy and be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. This is the greatest show. Somehow It's not
Thoughts Comics Now. It's everything you ever want. It's everything you ever need. And it's here right in front of you. This is where you want to be.